Honestly, walking outside my house this morning, the drastic change between yesterday and today is quite phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's been pretty up and down here, minus sevens. And on that fantastic bombshell, hello and welcome to episode one of season two of the Action Popcast for the episode known as Slapped. Kim, Kim Gonick, how was your Christmas? How was it all? Did you did you have a great time? Did Santa bring you everything you wanted? Yeah, Christmas was good. Christmas was quiet. Um, just not very many of us, but it was nice. It was nice to get a little break. And um, yes, and I believe that there were presents under the tree for my dad from Rudolph and we had from Prancer and Vixen and a couple of the other reindeer as well as Santa. So yeah, it was good. How was yours? Mine was good, man. I, I got the usual stuff like smellies and a bottle of rum from my mother, which I'm due to finish this evening, and just general general stuff. You know, Christmas is the time of year that I restock my stock. My stock. Christmas is the time of year that I restock my socks, and I basically fill up on Lynx body spray. That's what everyone gives me. I don't tend to get cups or anything like that on mugs. I know someone got you a mug and you were, you were a little bit ungrateful because you already had too many mugs, but never mind. To which my brother gave me another mug. At Christmas. Although saying that, he did get me a really cool gift. It's like a little squishy, but you can colour them in. So it's a colouring in squishy. Well, like a stress ball. Yeah, but it's like a penguin, so you can get different Christmas characters and they're like squishy foam, but you get to colour them in. So it's a, it comes with a white squishy penguin and then like felt-tip pens for you for me to colour it in. Wow, that's pretty wicked. Um, I'm not too sure if the ungratefulness was more, was more uh, from you about the present I sent you or if it was from your dad, to be fair. So I'm from not taking it personally. <laughs> from my dad more than me and in a roundabout way giving us a link to a receptacle which holds liquid that you can drink tonight's podcast is all about something you can drink and it's about orange tango and it's gorilla advertising campaign in the 90s kim were you aware of this you're a little bit younger than me did you live through any of this do you does end did any of this before researching jump out at you I sort of remember the adverts, but not really because it wasn't really a thing up here. It wasn't really a thing in Scotland because, well, I was like, I was very young in the 90s, but then my brother would have been at school during the time and I even asked him about it and it wasn't, it wasn't a done thing. So it clearly just wasn't as big a thing with us as it was with you guys. Does it make any sense to you why people lost their minds? about this why this caused such an uproar so much upset the media really reported on this like it was a terrible thing because if, if, if it doesn't make any sense to you because obviously you're a little bit younger than me i'm gonna take you through why but can you see why this would have been offensive to people at the time no <laughs> no not really but I then i was two years I old when this came out so that was a little bit older. Okay, so <laughs> this is this advert is famously called the Orange Man advert, and it debuted in 1992. 
Tango had a You've Been Tangoed advertising campaign, which ran from 92 to 96. And this was actually an advert that was put together by an advertising company called HHCL. I'm going to have to refer to my notes now just to give you the full name of what it was formerly. So formerly, HHCL were Howell, Henry, Caldecott, Lurie and Partners. Thankfully, they shortened it down, so it's going to make the podcast a little bit easier. And yeah, so that advert, you've got a man drinking orange tango and then commentators Hugh Dennis, who is an English actor and comedian. He's known for things such as the show Outnumbered. He was on Mock the Week. And Ray Wilkins, an English football player who also became a football coach commentating. They're commentating on a man drinking a can of orange tango. They then do a rewind and a man painted all in orange, kind of looking a bit like a Buddha, runs up to the guy, slaps him across the cheeks. And that is to show the the slap, the bite, the sting that you get when you drink real oranges and orange tango. This advert caused so much controversy because it created a craze in playgrounds in the UK where kids were running up to each other and double slapping each other on the cheeks and shouting, you've been tangoed. I know, kids copy what they see, right? Now, there is a misconception that this advert was actually banned. This advert was never banned. It was actually voluntarily withdrawn by a chap called Rupert Howell, who worked for Tango. And it's because he received a call from a surgeon who phoned him up just to say, look, your advert, I've had a kid in today with a burst eardrum, and he's told me that it happened because someone tangoed him. I.e. ran up to him, slapped him, and it burst his eardrum. So that's why the advert was actually withdrawn. It was never withdrawn because it was banned. It was withdrawn because someone at Tango thought, oh no, that's that's not good. We we can't have people's having their eardrums pop. So they re-edited the advert. One version was the orange man running up to him, much the same, and giving him a kiss. And another version, the man just straight up runs away, the guy who would have had the kiss or the slap. But that didn't stop Tango. You see... With all the negative press, their sales started to jump up. Their sales were becoming phenomenal. In fact, by 1994, two years into the campaign, they doubled their sales, which is quite remarkable. But interestingly enough, when I was at school, we actually got a letter home from school, (laughs) which would have been around 92, about slapping about kids slapping each other in the playground. This is how big this was. This literally, this was in all the papers. Schools were worried. Parents were up in arms. Our little darlings are running around slapping each other. You've got this stuff on daytime TV between kids shows and whatnot. So with that background, Kim, does it does it make a bit more sense to you now as to why this caused such an uproar? Yeah, although to the point that it actually got a child injuring themselves for them to actually do something about it however though do you know what though it literally just reminds me of you're saying that people were going around doing this and saying you've been tangled it's the same as like what people do now with rick rolling people it's the same thing just less violence absolutely and there has been people who have linked do you remember the thing in the was it around 
the noughties, 2010s, the happy slapping craze where kids were going around slapping random people in the face and recording it and sending it round. Oh. That was quite a big thing. No, I, you just must be much more civilised in Scotland than we are in England because this was quite a big problem we had down here. Yeah, but that's the same as the fact you have to remember Scotland and England have two different TV stations. So I think we, pro from what I can gather, we didn't get the same amount of Tango adverts. You guys did. It's just maybe why it wasn't a problem or it wasn't a, as big a thing. It's maybe why like my family members and my fam like my family members' friends don't really remember it. So I think that might have had something to do no, with it. No, and that makes perfect sense. That does make perfect sense because back in the 90s, I, I know we had Sky Television, but that wasn't a commonplace thing when I was growing up. I was one of the few people I knew who had Sky. So your only real channels down here would have been ITV and Channel 4. So, of course, if you've got... What did you have? Was it STV in Scotland, you said? Yeah, it's STV. Yeah, so... That makes sense as to why it wouldn't have been seen as often in Scotland and perhaps narrowed it down. But yeah, as I was saying, happy slapping is linked to that. Um, and interestingly, in the year 2000, the Channel 4 and Sunday Times poll actually voted this as the best advert ever. And it's one other, it's, it's won multiple um, polls over the years of people rating this as one of the best adverts ever. That's one advert from the campaign, because as I said, this advert ran, well, not this ad, this advert in one format or another, edited and changed, ran from 92 to 96, but that didn't stop Tango doing other things. There were various other adverts. The next advert that Tango did, I believe it's the next advert, and this was the one advert I couldn't drag, I couldn't find the exact year for. I believe it would have been 92 or 93. There was a lady stood on a platform in a train station. She's there. And as she takes a sip, a man in an orange suit runs out of nowhere and screams in her ear, Oranges! Scares scares the crap out of her, then they do a replay of it. Again, something else I can remember. I can remember when I was at school being told not to scream oranges in each other's ears. I don't ever remember getting a letter home about that one, but that was something which we were told not to do. But Tango just could not stop with what they were doing. I think they picked up on the fact that all publicity is good publicity their sales were going up as i've already said by 1994 their sales had doubled so just to give you a rundown of other adverts that they had they had a pensioner walking up to a man drinking a can of tango she walks up to him she's in a black dress with a hat on looking quite weird with a giant balloon she walks up to him and He's drinking his can of Tango, and next thing you know, it looks like she's going to pop the balloon, and this lady actually explodes. <laughs> she just explodes and again scares the man. <laughs> and believe it or not, this advert actually caused the charity Age Concern to complain because they said that it was offensive to old people. Now, you have seen this advert, Kim, I know. Can you in any way see why this advert was deemed as offensive to old people because i watched it and i'm like i really don't get what they were going out with this i don't understand it one little bit what's your take on that no no i don't really see how it's offensive we've got worse stuff on tv now than we did 
than what that is so i'm not really understanding why it was offensive but you know what it just takes a few people to jump on the bandwagon to decide something's offensive it almost feels like because tango had got into the media and there was a little bit of an uproar about the slapped advert that that was it. It was kind of open season on Tango. Tango were obviously loving it because every time they got in the media or someone complained or some charity kicked off about something, their sales would go up. So these adverts they were paying for were, were doing what they wanted. It was selling more product. Now, the thing I don't know, I think Tango always knew these adverts could perhaps be a little bit controversial and put, push the envelope a little bit. But do you think that they knew just how much this was how much sort of frenzy this was going to create do you think that this was their tactic all along that they wanted to create frenzy and cause people to be upset and complain or do you think this is just a a happy what well, happy for them do you think this is just something that happened because it happened naturally and it was just a bonus for tango that's one thing i can't really work out if it was no, I, I think it was definitely intentional after the success of The Orange Man. That helped with their sales and stuff. I'm pretty sure they used that and just built on it. They probably just didn't make it as extreme, maybe, as the slapping because of stuff that had happened. But they just utilised it to make it, to make other adverts that were just a bit weird. And all, all those adverts you watched, there's there's a slide you had up a minute ago, Kim, if you could bring it up again. There was a legless man... He was orange. Now, he's on the slide there. He's holding the can of tango in his legs. He had a kilt on, no legs, and he's bouncing down the street. But before he comes bounding down the street with no legs, sort of walking along on his hands, an orange foot, a severed orange foot, just sort of flies and hits this chap in the back who's drinking a can of tango. And he turns around to see this grotesque, blue afroed, Scottish-dressed-looking man coming towards him. And you think to yourself... Bloody hell, that that's a little bit scary. Looking back now, I mean, it's not scary as, as unfair to say you look at that and think, oh, well, that's scary. Looking back now, I can see perhaps why people, well, not adults, but why children would have potentially found that scary. Um, as I say, I couldn't find anything as to if people complained about that advert. But I think that's what Tango were doing. I think because the the slap itself was shocking but obviously that could incite violence but if you've got a grotesque deranged looking man bounding down the street i think they they were looking for shock in other directions what did you think of that advert kim well i'm offended because they've made him scottish so that kind of that kind of says it, that he's meant to be scottish also if you notice why does he have a blue afro and orange skin does it remind you of any other drink was my first thoughts when I saw the advert and I was like, I, oh, great, you're using iron brew colours and you've put them in a kilt. That's good. Uh, well, I've you know what? I've never looked at it like that before. Maybe it was a dig at iron brew. I've, I've never actually looked at it with those eyes before. You've made me see something that maybe isn't there or maybe is there because let's face it, these um, these companies do tend to have pissing competitions with each other to see who's the best and who can have the most market share so do you think do you think that's what they did do you think that that is the reason they did that because as i say it's the Hello. first time i've even thought on that 
I don't know. It was just the first thing that comes to my mind. It's just it's just a bit weird that they chose to put a blue afro on him and give him a kilt. And it was just the fact that somebody that comes from here, knowing that Iron Brew is really the drink that's for us up here and those are the colours, that's kind of the first thought that my mind goes to. But it, I don't remember it as an advert on my TV. So it maybe mm. was not a dig because it wasn't really showing for us. It, it, it It's kind of difficult. You don't know whether it's a term of endearment or if it is a dig. It could be one or the other. As I said, I'd never thought on that before, but knowing the sort of things Tango were, were pulling and the sort of things they were doing, it wouldn't actually surprise me. So well spotted by yourself there. Didn't occur to me. We we can't give an answer either way. I guess we'll never know. But actually, now you've said it, I think that's probably exactly what they were doing. It wouldn't surprise me one little bit for them to have a dig at iron brew on this slide there is a chap and he is he's got blue denim coat on and he's there holding that can of tango now this advert i think people just call it headless now um this advert itself actually did cause a little bit more uproar because in this advert there's a chap he's at a football game he's having the time of life with his friends he takes a sip of tango He's in a football stadium. Suddenly, the football stadium's empty. And it's just him stood there. And the picture next to him of the lady with the orange hat and white hair, he just sees her on the pitch sort of laughing and cackling and coming towards him. And, and then there's a bold chap who almost looks a bit like Uncle Fester from the Adams family appear to the side of him. And the man, you can see he's scared. And he takes a sip of tango and his head pops off. And then he appears back in the football stadium. This advert had multiple people phoning up and complaining about it. And it was actually deemed too scary to be played in the daytime and between adverts of children's shows. So again, Tango, they did their job. Because at this point, I think they were going for maximum shock. Having watched this advert... I can see why a kid would have found that scary back in the day. I didn't find it scary, but then I was a little hooligan. You've obviously watched this advert. What are your thoughts on it? Do you think it was justified to pull it from between children's show ads? Do you think it was shocking enough? Did it meet that threshold yeah, to be pulled? I do think it was worth pulling because I didn't find the sort of um, zombie-looking type Adam's Family guy scary, but I found the woman with like the corkscrew and the orange part that was a little bit creepy and as like I'm not a big fan of horror films now anyway and I do think having that on daytime tv with kids and stuff now just because the camera angles were flicking back and forth as well I, like, I could see why kids would maybe not quite like it in the same way or find that scary so I do think they were kind of right it's a bit it's not a, it's not an advert that I would have it's not an advert I would have paid attention to would probably just have creeped me out and I'd be like, not interested in that. This advert in question came out in 1994. So I think at this point they were pretty well versed in what created shock. At this point, I know I posed that question earlier, but at this point to me, it's clear that Tango are going fully into this. They want their adverts to create media frenzy because why wouldn't you? If, if you had a brand of something, if you were selling something, and every time you release something and people got up in arms about it, your sales went up. You would, wouldn't you? You would continue this trend. 
because ultimately they're a business and businesses are there to make money um there's other there's other things that tang have done um i i am going to go into another thing that they did a campaign i loved and it is on this slide but before i go into that just little things later down the line they had an advert where they had a donkey wearing a a hat the sort of thing you buy if you went on holiday to blackpool walk into a kitchen and kick a man in the face because he's eating sprouts and it they almost parody their own advert rather than you know when you've been tangoed it's you know when you've had sprouts it's got the same commentators on there it's got hugh dennis again it's got ray wilkins who i didn't say earlier sadly he actually passed away in 2018 and then it just ends on you know you've had sprouts a load of sprouts fall on the screen so I think Tango were also pretty good at taking the piss out of themselves, to be honest. Because it there's no... In that advert, other than the style of the advert and the you-know-when, there was nothing really in it to talk about their own brand. So they'd obviously, at this point... I, I feel at this point, they'd become... This campaign had become so well-recognised that people knew it was a Tango advert when it came out because for me i was sitting there going have they just made that a christmas advert well i know that it came out in 1995 sadly i couldn't find the exact time of when it came out and there's there doesn't from memory there doesn't appear to be anything in the advert other than the sprouts to show it being christmas but that's a good point perhaps it was perhaps it was around the december time perhaps it was that I mean, you've seen the advert yourself. Was there anything in the advert other than the sprouts that jumped at you that made you think Christmas? Um, No, because he was just sort of sitting having dinner and stuff at the time. But it just the only time I could think is that not, I suppose not every Christmas advert needs to be a physical Christmas, but it was just sort of in my head. I just sort of assumed that because it was about sprouts, did it come out sort of maybe November, October, November, December time? As a parody of a Christmas advert for yeah. Tango. So, again, it's, it's, there are reasons I don't know. Unfortunately, I didn't find anything to point out as to exactly what the advert was. However, there was one advert they did, which I absolutely loved as a kid. And if I'm to bring the slide up again, now in the corner there where you see that telephone number you can see a little orange man and he looks slightly like morph the old uh, claymation character this advert in itself was bizarre you had a bunch of people in a room all sort of dressed very hippie-ish jumping up and down and they're all chanting gotan because this is the name of this dog now when you chant gotan 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 go the faster you say it they're basically just saying tango, tango, tango. Now, surely for the sake of research for this podcast, I found I had to go out and buy myself one. I had one as a kid. Being the little rough in the I was, but why are you shaking your head at me, Kim? <laughs> because it's just typical, isn't it? If it's available to you, you of will course. buy it. Look, I'm going to say now, just to, I'll go into this a little bit more in a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to take Gotan out of his box, right? So in this advert, you've got a man at the front of everyone. He's, he's holding Gotan or the Tango doll, as it's more commonly known. 
and they're all chanting Gotang, 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 right? And he's pouring orange tango on him. So this is clearly a voodoo doll. Up to a scene of a man in a changing room. He's trying on clothes he's going to buy. Next thing you know, this crazy big-ass Viking-esque character comes marching into his changing room and, you know, with a with an orange fish, sort of slaps him all over the face with it. Advert finishes with a shot that we'd showed in that slide with how to buy your own tango doll. And if you phoned up for this, it was the... Tele I remember it very well because I had one. I remember begging my parents to let me phone up this line because it's like... The way you paid for it was that your telephone bill got charged two ninety nine. Now, I know you were shaking your head at me, Kim, but I felt this was an essential purchase for research sake for this podcast. And I felt if I was going to talk about him, I should probably have him. Now, I even went to the extent of finding one that came with the original box because the sake of completion. And it's still got the Royal Mail Tunbridge on it, 466. Got Tango all over the box. Now I remember getting this through the post when I was a kid. You have no idea how excited I was. Unfortunately, this was $2.99 back in the day. And I'm ashamed to say that I quite literally paid 10 times the price to get this today. This was hard to find, man. This cost me 30 quid. So... He looks a bit like a dog's shoe. I feel they missed an opportunity because he doesn't squeak. I think he should have had a squeaker, don't you, Kim? Yeah, but the noise he's making is a bit weird. So could we not squeeze him anymore, maybe? Oh, what, the air rushing out very of it? Odd. Wow. Yeah, it's just a very odd noise. It would but have been Gotan, better if his eyes popped out. His eyes pop out. Yeah, I mean... There's, there's nothing special about him. I mean, it's quite cool. He's got tango stamped on his arse. So you know he's a tango doll, and he's got like these weird little stitches. He's he's just a solid rubber figure, and they've made it look like did it's you, a sewn-together doll. Did you ever look at who I think they, they remind me of, of the characters in that film, Nine? Did you ever look at No, up? I didn't. You're going to have to expand on that, sorry. No, I didn't, sorry, no. So, there's a film, there's basically a film called Nine and it's kind of an apocalyptic film, but there's these little characters, but they're made by an inventor, but they've all got like a mechanical like structure, but it looks like they're kind of covered in some sort of material if it's not like a sack material. So it kind of reminds me of them slightly, but a more apocalyptic version. The next, so if anybody so more disturbing remembers that Some of them look a little bit friendlier because they're all numbered. They're all made of different bits and pieces. Okay. So, but it does remind me of that that movie. Okay. You send me a link. I will. Uh, I will pop it in the show notes. And just a reminder while we're here, show notes for this episode will be in the description of the YouTube video. So if you're listening to this on your preferred podcast provider, please do check out the YouTube channel. You can pop on and see our faces and see all the slides and that that we're referencing. And you can check out the show notes. However, yeah. So this Gotan, essentially, it's a, it's a £30 dog toy. 
pretty robust. So he's not going to break. Um, my son does want to steal him. And I'm now, oh, do you know what? That could not have been a worst aimed throw. That's literally just fallen down the back of my chest of drawers. <laughs> that was an exceptional throw. <laughs> Good luck to you getting that um, back. Trying to, trying to be cool and clever. Oh, man, do you know, it's got... Right, so I'm not sat in a studio here. Uh, a little bit, if you're watching this on YouTube, behind me here, I'm sat on the end of my bed. I don't have a studio or anything. This is literally the end of my bed. I set up all of this every time we want to record a podcast, right? There's all my toys behind me because I'm a, you know, I'm a man baby, people would say. But yeah, no, in... In trying to be cool, what I've just done is I've just thrown Gotan to prove how robust he is. He's fallen behind the chest of drawers, and on the top of that chest of drawers is about 30 bottles of perfume, because my wife's mad on perfume. So I've now got to, uh, at the end of this podcast, trying... Uh, do you know what? I think Gotan can just live behind the chest of drawers until we move. <laughs> That's what I think can happen. That way Jack's can't steal him. I, I just can't... I cannot be well... asked for that. Gotan, you enjoy the dust, lad. So, yeah, but he was one of my favourite memories of Tango as a kid. Do you, you don't fancy going and getting yourself one of those then, Kim? Oh. Oh, it's 30 quid anyway. See, that that's my dedication to this podcast. I said to Carla, she was like, do you need that? I said, look, I had one as a kid and I need one for the podcast. She's like, why do you need one? You can bring a slide up. And I could bring a slide up, but... You know, we can think of that as a little impromptu product review that I just did. And, yeah. So that's why I got Gotan, not because I am a child. Just uh, anyway. keep, keep giving you, keep giving yourself excuses for buying it. Keep keep on, you're trying. None of them are valid yet, but keep trying. Well, look, I looked through the list of other shows we've got coming up this year. And I'm definitely going to have to buy some stuff. I've already mentioned this to Carla. She's like, you do not need to buy this stuff. I'm like, look, you know, for, for the sake of of researching, I feel I need this stuff. So, you know, I, I'll spend my pocket money on what I want. Thank you very much. It's very, it's very, it's very similar conversation. Well, look, we're not monetized in any way, shape or form. We don't get nothing <laughs> for this. Tango, if you're watching and you have any in stock, could you send me a spare one so I haven't got to fish it out from behind the chest of drawers? That'd be great. <laughs> um, the, com the conversation I had about Carla with this when I found it on eBay was very similar to the conversation I had with my parents back in 95. You don't need that. It's rubbish. But I really want it. But you don't need it. But I want it. And and I'd add justified reason for the podcast this time. I didn't have that excuse in 95. I think I just broke them down eventually. Um, before we move on too much more, I haven't gone over every advert that Tango did. There was another one where a guy runs out dressed like Napoleon with a big rubber glove on. He was on the slide earlier and he just sort of rubs it on the guy's face. One of the more disturbing adverts from 1997... There was an advert of a guy, he's on a stage, and they've got a bunch of clowns there. And they're all giving the clowns a measure of, of orange tango. They want to retrain them to make them useful to society as, I believe, estate agents. Bottom left-hand corner, there's two clown-like looking people. 
Now, albeit this is a scoop on the front of a big, like, Arctic truck, and there's clowns jumping in front of it. And I don't know, right? So, all right, it's a scoop, and it looks like it's padded, and they're all on it having a laugh, but they're literally showing clowns jumping in front of, like, 10-ton vehicles. So we can't get away with a slap or an old pensioner exploding, even though it wasn't a gory explosion, it was a flash, but we can totally get away with clowns throwing themselves in front of vehicles. Did you see Kim there Why I'm like, why do some things get through and some things don't? Because to me, that was one of the more disturbing ones. It really was. Yeah, but I feel I just... like the clown and... To be fair, I don't like clowns, so I'm quite glad that they're jumping in front of like big heavy vehicles. But I suppose if you yep. w really want to wow. look at... <laughs> yeah, I don't like clowns, wow. but... I suppose if you look at it, though, you could pos possibly get away with it because you could say it's kind of slapstick humour. Because really? it's so ridiculous. It, like, it's Flapping so ridiculous the... that it wouldn't happen. Well, yeah, no, I, I see that point, but it just amazes me because for all the flak Tango got, whether it was accidental, the first advert or not, that we've already discussed going this route, Obviously, they're going down the path of let's shock people, let's shock people. Interestingly, there was a follow-up advert to this where um, the person who made the advert is being punished because the Tango exec saying to them, well, this advert didn't do very well. And she leads him into a cupboard. You don't really see much of what happens. And then he comes out all shocked looking. So Tango were quite good at taking the mick out of themselves if an advert fell because they... They also released a line called Still Tango. And the way they went about this was slightly different. They released an advert for Still Tango, and then they released adverts saying that Still Tango was a fake product, that it wasn't an official Tango product. So they were telling the public that their own product wasn't one of their official products, so basically don't buy it. <laughs> So this is this and then that's and there was another advert following up to that where due to the withdrawal of the item and then apparently reinstating it a couple of years later, this guy is being punished for causing that to happen. And so there's two execs in an office, two older chaps, and it's very formal looking. And the older exec walks up to the man, bends over his lap, he gets an orange slipper and he starts smacking him and asking. You won't do this again, will you? Like spanking him like he's a child. And the man gets up and is like, nope, I won't. The advert's really creepy. Like I was quite uncomfortable watching it, to be fair. What, the guy being slapped on the arse with a slipper? Yeah. Yeah, just because it was so monotoned as well. I'm like, up. no. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, no, this is very uncomfortable. There have been various flavours of tango over the year. They did have... Uh, lemon tango to be fair the adverts on that weren't that exciting it was just sort of like very cult-like and people drinking lemon tango i didn't draw much from it that i thought was worth really diving into on this podcast but it existed they used the similar sort of tactics of advertising it but it didn't really stand out but now a flavor they did introduce that really stood out the apple tango adverts 
What did you think of those adverts when you watched them? Without giving too much away, what was your initial thoughts? Cringe. Cringe is a really good word to sum them up. So, I'm going to bring up yet another slide. The premise of these adverts, they've, they've got Apple Tango, and there was a few adverts, but they sort of went down the S&M route. In one advert, there's a bloke sat at home. It looks like he's poorly and off from work. And when his wife goes to work, gets off the sofa, rummages through a box, pulls out like a, a black leotard, almost sort of gimp suit looking, dresses up in it, and he's speaking to a can of Tango about her big juicy apples, rolling around on the floor excited. And then the wife walks in and catches him, and he decides that rather than apologising, he's he's proud. No, I'm proud. I'm proud of this. It's like, what, what is even going on? Then the advert finishes with something like, if Apple seduction is taking over your life, call this number. So they actually, Tango actually set up a, a hotline you could phone. And albeit it's a comedy, it's a joke. But then in another advert, there's a chap going on about big juicy apples. And he's running around a supermarket looking for Apple Tango, dressed in a silver coat, as you can see on the slide, a chef's hat and socks. And it's it's just the, the image of the can led on the cushion talking in a seductive voice to these people encouraging them to do stuff one advert i couldn't fit any pictures on the side of um there was a guy in it and he's in an office and it looks like he's in a lawyer's office with his wife next to him and it's like he's having a dirty conversation like one of those old 90s sex lines that you would see advertised of an evening on channel four or something and it's just the whole big juicy apples and the the hotline so to say they were cringe I, I think that's fair, but I do actually think they were funny. Um, could you see any of the humour in it, Kim? I, I thought it was funny. I feel like it's now kind of ruined the fact that I like Apple Tango because it's kind of ruined it because those were not adverts that I saw. I personally don't find them funny, but then I struggle to find adverts funny and stuff now. But I can, I can sort of see why people would maybe think they're a little bit extreme and I could also see why people find them a bit funny, but... I think they were definitely trying to rock... Like, I wouldn't say they were trying to rock the boat, but I think they were They were finding out where their boundary was. They were trying to find out where the where the line was. So they're now pushing it to kind of go into sort of erotica and innuendo. So the idea that there is something more without it actually being something more. Because let's be fair, kids wouldn't have known what the hell was yeah. going on but i can imagine the odd awkward conversation with a with a parent mummy daddy what's he doing oh well i imagine you just i was just being silly he's just being silly but if you've got kids who are already mimicking tango adverts i guess the last thing you want is your kid pretending to mimic one of these adverts what a weird, what a weird thing I don't think it's extreme, but if you're going to say Tango adverts are extreme, I think this is more extreme than slapping some geese around the face on the street. I think that this is more of a... This was certainly done to create shock. I did briefly cover the fact that there was a Tango helpline you could phone, an Apple Tango helpline. Now, there was something else um, in the past, and I believe it... I tried to research this and find exact dates. Now, some of the information on this stuff is actually quite hard to find. It's almost like it's been lost in time. You can get certain dates, but 
exactly when things happen can be a bit out of sync. Tango did have a hotline that you could actually phone up. Anyway, there were adverts for it. I think it was around 50p or something like that. I couldn't find the price for it. And you could phone up. And I did this a couple of times. I had a friend at school called Ben. And his parents had split up. And whenever he would stay at his dad's, which was just around the corner from me, we'd go around there to play. And we could just run right. Like his dad would just let us do whatever we wanted. <laughs> Even at like that young age. Just, yeah, just go mad, you know. And I can remember we used to phone this this hotline up and it would play a really weird message about tango and whatnot. And then you'd listen to it. And at the end, you had the opportunity to leave a voicemail yourself that the people at tango could listen to. What the hell kind of weird stuff we said as young kids on this line, I do, I do not remember. But this was a very real thing. And it just... The only thing I thought about when reflecting on this or looking back or remembering it was, I wonder if they ever actually listened to the messages that people left. And if they did listen to those messages, did they ever draw inspiration for weirdness from them? I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm fortunate. I wanted to bring it up. I couldn't find an awful lot on it. I can only really say that it existed. I phoned it. Used to think it was funny, but I was a child. I'm still essentially a child in an adult's body, but, you know, I'd say it before you say it anyway. Wasn't going to say so, anything. That was... I saw the... The thing is, I can see you on cam, and I can see you roll your eyes. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I know I my know face gives me away every time. Tell you what, you must be great at work in meetings. If you don't like something, people must pick up in an instant. Your face literally says straight away what's going on. There's no, there's no hiding what you think. That's why I'm not on camera quite a lot in my, my meeting. We have avatars now, so I get to be an avatar. Oh, I bet, I bet that saves some awkwardness. <laughs> now. Kim, we are we are rolling through the subjects now. We're we're we're, we're getting through it quite well. Now, in 1996, Tango did an advert. It's known as the Saint George advert. Had a chap called Bray Gardner in it, and premise of it is he's working for Tango. He's an exec. He's something. He's in the office, and he receives a letter from a French exchange student called Sebastian Lloyd. And this letter goes on to explain how he didn't like the new blackcurrant tango flavor. So what this leads to is Ray walking out of the office, undressing, stripping down, and marching till eventually he's on the White Cliffs of Dover in a boxing ring with hundreds of people around cheering him plane jet planes flying overhead and he's there challenging sebastian lloyd to a fight in this ring and he challenges all of france in fact he ends up challenging the whole world over tango and people not liking black current tango he, he's going to fight the world for it and this advert was the most expensive advert tango ever made it was four hundred thousand pounds from the information i could find it was only played on Channel 4 during TFI. A TFI Friday used to be a show on Channel 4 that Chris Evans used to host. 
It's on a Friday night, hence TFI Friday. They would play it between these, between the ad breaks, and it was also played in cinemas. This advert was one of their biggest successes ever. Ray Gardner won an award for best actor in TV commercials. They won multiple, many industry awards in the advertising world for this advert. And it went down an absolute storm. I have to say, I've watched the advert several times. I remember the advert. I do think it is amusing. I I don't get why it won the awards, though, mate. I've not actually seen this advert. Um, it wasn't in any YouTube videos or anything oh, like not. that. But then you say it's kind of a St. George advert, and that's that's a very English thing. So I wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't something that's played up my neck of the woods. No, no, that's fine. I mean, if you haven't seen, I mean, how I described the advert, it, the the music on it was a song called "Don't You Want Me" by Felix, and the result of them using this song in the advert meant that it recharted again. My notes here say it recharted at number seventeen in the UK singles chart, and they actually ended up releasing this song with uh, Black Current Tango branding on it. So, bit of luck for the the band there, but this advert was just. They they loved it. It it went down an absolute storm. It was, and it is quite crazy. It's literally it's literally a guy screaming at Europe, screaming at the world that I'll fight you if you don't like our product. It's it's nuts. It's crazy. There will be a link to all these adverts in the show notes, so we just wouldn't have time to play all the adverts. So please do check them out after the show if you want to see these adverts. I would check them out. They're Make your own mind up on if you find them as funny as I found. Some of them are funny, some of them are shocking. But yeah, this advert, this is um, this is the advert it which it doesn't sound well that thrilling. It just doesn't like from what you've described. I don't understand. Even from the description of it, I don't understand why that would win awards. Really, this is the thing. See, now I've watched all, I've watched all these adverts multiple times prepping for this familiarized i mean i knew i remembered them from a kid but you got to refresh yourself when you're going to do a show on it and i have to say every time i watch this advert and i you know when something comes up you're like it's probably only a minute long but you know when you're like oh i've got to sit through this again got to sit yeah through it this feels again. like a long it feels like a long minute yeah it felt a lot longer than what like the first time it was like it was quite amusing like some guy stripping out of his out of his suit and down and he's got boxing shorts underneath and all the people follow it's like a scene in a playground you know when you're at school and people went fight and all of a sudden two or three people just amassed a massive crowd and people are all following them that's exactly the vibe it gives and it's nuts and it's crazy and the jet planes flying over and everything a lot of money on it but I just, oh yeah, sorry, perhaps I, like I said, I found it funny the first time, but it really lost its charm after that. Fair play for winning all the awards and everything. It obviously stood out to people in the industry and whatnot, but yeah, sorry, Tango, I, I, I don't get it on that one. Um, Going into another advert, now I say that Tango, this campaign ran from 92 to 96. Now, Tango was still making adverts. They still do make adverts. They they've always tried to keep with the sort of crazy things since. 
there was an advert in 1998 that was actually banned over concerns of bullying and it starred James Corden. Now, James Corden, I'm sure most of you will know, um, for us English people listening, Gavin and Stacey played Smithy. That's the thing he's most famous for here. In America, I believe he hosted The Late Late Show. But yeah, so this advert, it's James Corden. He's, he's, he's young in it. He, he's a well-set chap and he's he's sat in his house and he's got a bunch of ginger-haired men all around him with these like little horns and everything James Corden says they repeat and they just keep repeating it and repeating it until James Corden is pleading at the end for shops to stock Orange Tango. They withdrew it because there were fears of bullying. They thought people would bully people, would follow them round, would mimic them. They were concerned because James Corden is, uh, there I say, an overweight chap that it would encourage people given the past of tango adverts and people mimicking stuff to bully people and ultimately it was all to advertise the tango horn now the tango horn was like a you know those fold-up cups you get that slide out on a base yeah those cups it it sort of looked like that it was a little horn you spoke into it was a mini megaphone that was the thing it was 2.99 again same as gotam but they were concerned that that would cause bullying. Any views on that one, Kim? Do you think that was a justified withdrawal of an advert? Um, yeah, I could maybe see where they're coming from now. I maybe wouldn't have been able to see it at the time, but I could definitely see it now. I think I can, de- like, I can definitely um, sympathise with why they d- maybe decided it was a good idea to sort of remove it. It's not for the backlash. Now, I was a, yeah, I was a, looking back on it now as an adult, I was a, I was an overweight child and bullying is real. It does happen. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's a shocking advert, but I think my thoughts on that are people looked at this and said, you know what, there are kids copying everything that's going on in these tango adverts and we just can't have this because bullying is one of the nastiest things that can happen. So I don't I don't think Tango would have thought that this advert would have caused bullying, though. But I do think maybe that was uh, one of the more sensible ones where they decided we can't really have this. But yeah, it was interesting to see uh, where James Corden, one of his early roles, obviously he's gone on to have massive success since. Just a couple of more bits to run through for tango before we wrap this up now in 2002 they decided to relaunch the whole you've been tango campaign again now as i say initially it ran 92 to 96 yes there was that advert we just spoke about in 98 that falls outside of it but it's still sort of tango-esque but 2002 they came back and hhcl the original company they actually ended their working relationship with tango they got another company in called chai to head up the campaign I've looked through the adverts. They've got that feel, but they don't quite capture for me what the HHCL adverts did. I think it was very much of its time. However, in 2004, there was an advert and it's just referred to as pipes. On all the research I did, I'm going to bring up another slide. Now, on this slide here, you can see a chap. He's wrapped up in a carpet and loaded with oranges on top of concrete pipes. I do know from research that those pipes were actually made out of foam. They're on top of a hill on what looks to be farmland. Now, 
there's a goat eating grass and as he eats he pulls the rope away or he chews through the rope i can't quite remember my apologies as i say you can see a link to the advert in the show notes the pipes go rolling down the hill he goes rolling down he smashes into a tree at the bottom all the oranges explode he gets that hit of orange that tango like to advertise the hit of orange then all the pipes one by one afterwards smash into him this advert was straight up withdrawn tango argued this isn't a realistic setting it's not on a building site how on earth are kids going to recreate this this is unfair but they just straight up withdrew it so yep 2004 tango hit all the papers again controversy as we know with tango having watched the advert i think withdrawing it was probably a little bit harsh maybe move it to later at night but i don't see his kids would have copied that i think that was a massive um exaggeration again as ever with all these adverts what's your thoughts on that kim do you think that was a justified it was justified to withdraw that advert or do you think they were just playing it uber safe no i actually disagree with you like i do think kids would have copied it in some shape or form maybe not exact like it doesn't really matter whether it's on a building site or not i'm not necessarily saying young kids but definitely teenagers and stuff like that and obviously back in the like kids like 14 15 and stuff they go to parks and they do drink and all this type of stuff and one of them just has to have like oh let's do the pipe tango advert and something like that and they could have quite easily been stupid especially since you had things like jackass and stuff that were still around that were coming around and slapstick stuff so to be honest i disagree i i think they were right to withdraw it because kids copy the most ridiculous stuff and we even see it today that kids copy the most ridiculous stuff from eating washing like the little washing liquid cap capsules and 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 things like that that was a trend that was a thing they had to put warnings on all of that now so to be honest i think they were probably right in doing so it's just we didn't have loads of social media at the time so it just you just didn't see it people weren't kids weren't filming themselves doing it but i think had it been later they definitely would have so i think it's justified that they removed it i think you raised a valid point that's something again i hadn't thought of it this was very much around the jackass era of things i guess the way i looked at it was probably the way tango looked at it was you're never going to find pipes like that on the top of a hill. There's nothing dafter than kids when they've had a bit of cider when they're teenagers down the park. And let's face it, humans are incredible at managing to do things that you think aren't possible. So you know what? Actually, yeah, for once, I'm going to, I'm going to change my opinion on that. So you know what, Kim, you've raised a really good point, and I actually, I think it's because you know that they're trying to say, oh, there's not concrete pipes, and I'm like, but it doesn't have to be a concrete pipe. Like, they could find anything, people dump stuff. Like, they could have just used something different and still caused, like, harm. And the point is, is if they'd managed to do something, somebody could have died from whatever they were doing or whatever they are playing. So I yeah. think in this case, I think, I don't think they were playing overly safe. I think they were being sensible in the fact that kids kids do do it kids are silly like that especially in the nicest way possible boys in particular teenage boys are that stupid and think that they're invincible so i do i think they were right in pulling it personally 40 year old men think they're bloody invincible when they've had a beer mate 
<laughs> just saying um <clears throat> excuse me well well done you you got me to look at that differently so yeah i'm yeah no you, you make a really valid point there. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna let you have that point um but la the last thing i want to go over and i want to add this in because i know you looked at a few of them and you know them because you're scottish and it's your favorite drink ever and i'm not i'm not saying that to be rude you genuinely do love iron brew i know you do it doesn't feel right to wrap this up without looking i know this is a podcast about tango and their gorilla style advertising campaign they were the punk rock of advertising in their day but in the noughties iron brew and i came across this while researching released their own adverts and Kim being Scottish and not having as much or hardly any memory of this tango stuff Kim have at it here's your chance to talk about Iron Brew and the things they did in the noughties which I feel are massively 100% without a doubt in my mind inspired by what tango did in the 90s have at it Kim um, so I think what Iron Brew did is I definitely think they took inspiration and stuff um, from the Tango adverts. However, I think Iron Brew took it a little bit further, especially taking sort of what they thought from, say, the Apple Tango adverts. Because um, even if I just bring up sort of one slide, like these are billboards where they've actually put certain wording on it. So it's like, I'm into Iron Brew and hardcore prawn sites. So it's a massive innuendo, but it's the fact that that wasn't even aired, that wasn't even really shown, and things like, when I'm a burger, I, I want to be washed down with Iron Brew with a picture of a cow. I've got friends who are vegans and vegetarians, but could you imagine if they put that out now, the backlash that they would get? There's nothing better than Iron Brew after you've just been laid. I'm a child. <laughs> that's, that's the picture of that chick like... there, freshly hatched. It was even, there's even one that's, um, ones that say like, we'd go straight for Iron Brew and that was shown once and then it wasn't shown again. And like, things like that, it just wouldn't be accepted now, even though like, we know that they're tongue in cheek. So I think there's a very, it's a different thing in society that now we find them as tongue in cheek sort of things that it's not serious. It's just a bit of tongue in cheek fun, but obviously the way people are now. So I think. I do think Iron Brew followed on from Tango, but I do think they pushed it ever so slightly further, considering the fact they had an advert with sort of Disney animation characters that walked with a really smiley, happy man into a butcher shop, and then they then become animated pieces of bacon and sausages and chicken drumsticks. Which, to be honest, the first time that I watched it, I was like, um, that's kind of brutal. But the only way they've I, not I made laugh. it brutal is I... by making it a cartoon. But you know I watched these adverts. Um, and I used to be in the butchery trade, so I, I did find that one funny. I think the advert, the advert they did, which to me was so tango, it was completely tango and it caused offence. There's a family around the piano singing. It's in black and white. It looks like it's the 50s maybe. And they're singing and it, it leads to the woman singing out loud, even though I used to be a man, even though I used to be a man, 
and all the family look at her it's basically them singing i love iron brew she loves iron brew and yeah she goes on saving i used to be a man and in the last scene of the advert she's there shaving and i just thought that if you would have put if you'd have took the if you'd have changed the words to i love tango and put i think you could have swapped the words out on that and made that a complete tango advert that upset a lot of people and i believe it was withdrawn so that one was withdrawn but we um i'm just gonna to bring this woman up because there's a two more so phenomenal became iron brew's sort of signature line that it's phenomenal so there's one advert in particular and it's streakers on a football pitch so basically there's a guy watching a football and there's police and everything he takes a sip of iron brew and it's meant to be his sort of vision of the, all the tastes he's getting from iron brew that all these streakers come out from the crowd to pounce on a policeman and one guy sort of comes in jumping over it and you can hear the roar of the crowd and stuff and they completely make the policeman start naked and they skip off the pitch and then you see the guy in the audience go wow that was great meaning like just the taste of iron brew and it's really funny because the sort of music to this advert is do you remember animal from the muppets going do 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 Yep, so I remember. They did that, but they went do 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 phenomenal. To go with like Iron Bruce phenomenal was basically that, but they I banned this advert this. because of the streaking. Now I didn't see this one. Um, I haven't seen this one. I missed it. Um, please tell me that they made a joke about a truncheon in it, because if they didn't, they missed an opportunity. It was, they, they didn't really make joke. there wasn't really any speaking in it, it was mainly just like the crowd and stuff, oh, but it was okay. just okay. There were streakers and, and naked people and, and things like that that were in it that it ended up getting banned. And the other one was they brought out Fiery Iron Brew as a limited edition, and you can still see the adverts on YouTube, which we'll give you the links for, but I actually loved the advert because it was basically these elderly people telling stories, and then it was all about somebody had given them this fiery iron brew to try and then when they try it they go oh and then they start a swear word but they don't finish it because it flicks to the story of somebody else and the other person happens to say a word that ends with the same wording as the start of the swear word so it sounds as if it's a swear word but it's not because somebody else has done it and it's really funny because it's very scottish and it's very obvious, but they weren't mm-hmm. even allowed to really show the advert because it was um, what was the what was the wording that they used? It was too influential on the basis that kids would start swearing and doing stuff like that. But Fiery Iron Brew was only a limited edition, but you would just never be allowed those adverts. You just you wouldn't, wouldn't be. And the one I said about the one I said about, even though I used to be a man. Now, when I first saw that advert, nothing in my head triggered off about offending people and stuff i saw it now and i thought oh yeah you wouldn't get away with that now but the the everything's changed in the last 10 15 years we're we're a lot more aware of what causes offense that said i still don't believe for one minute like these advertising companies they know what they're doing and they Mm -hmm. are aware of things that can happen so i don't think they would have ever put that advert out again as i said not thinking that there wouldn't be someone being offended so that's that's the gamble you take and look it paid off for tango massively and 
it looks as though these risks are paid off for Iron Brew. I will say I agree with you. The Iron Brew adlets are more... They've taken it further, but they're sort of 10 years after the fact as well. Mm. I think they're brave for what they've done. I don't think... As you say, I don't think we'll get away with any of these adverts now. I think this age of adverts, this style of adverts, is pretty much dead now. I see, I've seen people or heard, rather heard people talk about adverts that they think are edgy in recent years, and it's nah, not really, not by the standards of what yeah. we had. Um, I would say though that I would say though, even though I am Brew sort of came after the fact. Tango is now starting to copy Iron Brew now, so I do think they kind of um, bounce off each other. Iron Brew started coming out with adverts that are more like mini films, so they're like short films now. And they've definitely, it was sort of said in a couple of articles and some headlines that Tango are now following suit, especially since they've now come out with their dark berry flavour. And that advert that they've done is basically like a mini, it's like a short film or like a mini series that they've started creating in those adverts. So, in fact, they followed suit. But it doesn't surprise me, considering the fact, it's just a little tidbit for people, that obviously Tango was owned by Britvic Soft Drinks at the time. Bar and Britvic were actually going to merge. In 2012, they were going to be creating Britvic. a new company, so they were actually going to be together. So Tango and Iron Brew would have been under the same name. Unfortunately, it was sort of abandoned in um, 2013 and they were kept separate. So it wouldn't surprise me that it doesn't surprise me that they bounce off each other for different bits and pieces. No, not at all. And it doesn't surprise me that Tango are now, it's gone full circle and Tango are taking inspiration from them. This is just the way things go. Always mm -hmm. has been, always will be. Now, a couple of questions, well, a question for you, Kim. We, we always finish these with a question, see if we can agree. So my question to you is, do you think that the guerrilla advertising tactics that Tango came up with, do they still have a presence in today's advertising landscape? And when thinking on that, also within today's social media style of advertising, I think they absolutely do. Do you agree? I think... I think the idea of the shock factor still has a presence in today's society, but not this shock factor with the offensive that they did. So I think adverts now are very much, they want a shock factor, but not so much of a shock factor that Ofcom ends up blowing up and they get so many complaints about it because it offends people. Whereas I don't think Tango had to worry about that so much back in the 90s. Whereas I do think companies have to worry about that now. So I do think they still want the shock value, but it's how do they get the shock value without being offensive to modern society? Okay. So are we sort of agreed there or not? I can't work out if we're agreeing. We're agreeing on the fact that the shock value that they brought has a presence, but not everything that they brought has a presence. So I would say part of what they brought still has a presence. So sort of 50 50 on that so yeah episode one of season two we've sort of have and sort of haven't agreed but that's better than just completely agreeing or completely you know that's fine that's good 
Well, Kim, thank you for joining me. Well, for joining me, it's half your blooming podcast. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for st <laughs> sticking sticking with it. And now we've kicked off season two. We have got other subjects in the works, and we will be back soon. Um, if you want to listen to the show in podcast format, just audio format, we're available on pretty much every podcasting service now. So pick your preferred provider and have a listen. If you are listening in that format and you want to check us out on YouTube, please do. The channel is called Action Popcast. We have rebranded. It's just Action Popcast now. We can be found on Twitter, Instagram. Kim is now running a Facebook page for us. There will be an email for us in the in the show notes with the show notes so you can contact the show if you want to you can leave us a comment here tell us about your favorite adverts and whatnot i'm nick apd all these places you i've just mentioned are where you can find me kim i'm going to ask um if people wanted to find you or check you out where could they do that so again um you can well, I'm running the APC Facebook page, so you can technically find me on the Facebook page now. But otherwise, I'm, I'm on Instagram under Kim Gornick. But again, like I say in every single show, and I'm going to continue to say even in season two, I am not that bothered about followers. So if you want to, feel free. If you don't, that's fine. If you like guinea pigs, follow the pig pig files because it's more interesting than my one. Brilliant. I've got, I've got to ask. I've got to ask every show and I always know what you're going to say. As I say, all my socials are the socials for the channel for the podcast. So you can literally contact me on any of those. I hope you've all enjoyed the show. I've I've enjoyed researching this one. I hope you've had fun, Kim. Um, we have got more stuff coming soon. So with that said, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for continuing to stick with us, Kim. Thank you as ever for all your hard work. It's always appreciated. And we will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Action Popcast. If you enjoyed the show, dive into our previous episodes on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platforms. You'll find contact details and show notes in the YouTube video description. Connect with us on Facebook, X and Instagram under Action Popcast. Catch you on the next one.